Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Things We Dig. As always, Chris Fig. Hey, hey, it's Alex. This is the way. Or should I say, this is the Dave. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 3. So where we last kicked off, uh, Mando was bathing himself in the waters. And he, I guess tripped or i don't even know maybe he was just beat up still from what was happening to him so he was sinking then of course we get a got the glimpse of the mythosaur mm. and bo katan saw it and she seems like she was being a little shysty she's like did you see anything he's like nah she's like anything alive he's like no i just told you i didn't see anything <laughs> he's like okay cool yeah me neither so what do you guys think man would you do you think she has ulterior motives of you know her plans with the Din and you know i guess the eventually becoming the ruler of mandalore definitely i don't know i i had good intentions with her but after that part that you said where she's like did you see anything living it's like i'm surprised din wasn't like what what are you talking about but again i was surprised like he just fell and didn't know how to swim and just sank 500 <laughs> feet into this cavern yeah definitely i thought for a moment they might team up and din might be like yeah you you clearly can wield this this dark saber i suck at it i'm not even using it maybe you could have it but it doesn't seem like that's the direction they're going so she seems to be battling i think battling some things but let's hope they team up maybe i don't know i'm hoping dude i was thinking maybe it was the beskar was just so fucking heavy that yeah. when he did trip he was just like oh just like <laughs> just <laughs> gonna sank. die yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like i thought it was shallow but it was cool. It gave me uh, vibes of like uh, episode one when they're uh, underwater of all the sea creatures and just other times in Star Wars where they've been underwater. It seems like there's always a big creature down there. But it was cool to see that, uh, you know, she did mention something like seismic activity has mm -hmm. uh, created water levels to rise. And so uh, possibly, you know, shifting caverns or something and th these creatures are back now. So I, I, I think that she does have something up her sleeve. I don't know what it is. I don't know if she is trying to be like super sneaky and use that knowledge to her advantage and now try to get in with his little clan here of his little sect of Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But I think that is her plan, man. I think she's trying to regain Mandalore and the throne and also that dark saber. Yeah. Yeah, especially... I don't know. There, even in the first episode, I mentioned this. You know, she she just had this chip on her shoulder towards him, and even when he came back, he's like, "Ah, oh, let me get rid of him for good." So, I I feel like she she has a sense of you know she failed. You know, Mandalore. She had the dark saber, and you know, Mandalore got the purge, and it was under her under her watch. You know, and then losing the dark saber too. So I feel like she's definitely in a in a dark place right now but I, I think seeing the mythosaur sort of revived her sense of you know oh like there is still hope that one mandalore could be restored and two i could be the one to help restore it so i, I kind of hoping she she still plays on, on the good side and maybe mm -hmm. doesn't challenged in though that would be awesome to see i want bo katan to stay it, it would be interesting if she did become the villain and we didn't really see it but I, i'm kind of more so leaning towards she tames the mythosaur and is able to you know re regain the trust especially the children of the watch the you know the 
the creed that Mando's in, mm-hmm. they're they're not easy. You know, they're not gonna mm-hmm. make it easy for her. They're really sort of kind of like staying yeah. back of like her, like, oh, you know, when she 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 arrives back um from from afterwards, they're kind of like a little hesitant and a little bit cold towards her. So hopefully her and Mando with the dark saber and then maybe her with the Mythosaur could mm-hmm. re- reclaim Mandalore. Well, do you guys also think maybe she could do a complete 180 of what we were thinking and maybe she almost how they are kind of, you know, cultish a little bit in their ways. And she's always referenced that. What if now, you know, she was like, have you also bathed in the waters? And she was like, yes, I have. And she's like, have you, has your helmet remained on since? And she said, yeah. And she's like, well, then you are one of us. And they were all very accepting of her, even though all the way up to this point, she's been very dismissive of them and their beliefs Mm -hmm. and thinks they're extremists essentially. So I don't know. Do you think she might get a little brainwashed by this and by this new attention from her people essentially? I mean, it seems like that they're following the old ways of the Mandalorians and that she's being stubborn or maybe she's going to she's going to hold on to those roots and be like, maybe they're right. Like, maybe I this is the way, you know, maybe I need to act this way if I want to gain their right respect. Then especially, I mean, we'll transition into that. Oh, my goodness. It was some of the best just starf, you know, space battle scenes Mm -hmm. I've ever seen where you know they they leave the cave and you know imperial they're 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 not the typical tie fighters i forget the the term that they said to them they're like they're, they're stronger yeah and, oh my goodness that was so awesome and i i watched that the the action sequences this season have been so amazing especially when they're in their spaceships and just oh man just mm-hmm. so awesome but you know you see her castle get destroyed so you know that's even further down to this dark hole that she might be in so so maybe with the children of the watch she might feel this sense of belonging and acceptance mm-hmm. again so we'll definitely see but yeah that it also that... also makes you wonder who the fuck that is because she said that you know this this seems like a a, a big fleet for um a, a drug lord or whoever she was saying i forget who they uh, referenced, yeah but... for um an imperial warlord yeah, yeah an imperial warlord so it almost seems like they're you know alluding Hinted, to yeah that's a good yeah point. somebody out there that's after her almost too you know was it called a tie bomber tie yeah. bomber yeah yeah and they were dope but no that's a good point you made is that it was kind of hinting at something bigger and i mean you guys mentioned that and i'm gonna jump right into it too that was the first probably five ten minutes of this episode it was a long episode and totally took a u-turn again took us into a whole nother realm dropped us off at coruscant talked about these two what were they called amnesty soldiers or people imperial amnesty yeah that they left in like such a cool concept and it brought up these two that showed up and i mean what what are your guys' thoughts on this i mean it was it took a total flip flip wasn't definitely definitely like uh very much like operation paperclip you know uh the nazis and stuff yeah paralleled that and it's always like seemed like that's how the uh imperial army kind of is fashioned after Mm -hmm. in a sense you know but i thought i thought it was pretty crazy um it seemed like that one dude almost did want to be on the straight and narrow but that one girl seems to be planted there and was trying to get in good with him dude and set him up and she Mm -hmm. just laid those seeds for him to 
in his brain almost to like lead him down that dark path once again. But uh, yeah, I, I thought they might leave it open to where that guy was going to team up or she would take him somewhere or something. And when you saw what happened to a man, it was just like one of those things where you see it and you can't stop it. And you're just like, man, like <laughs> it just like was making my skin crawl. Just like imagining being that guy and having my brain just getting zapped. Oh yeah. Just like electroshock therapy from the future. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you're referring to, to Dr. Pershing who we saw in the, in the first season of Mandalorian, he was, you know, an imperial scientist. It seemed like he was forced. I mean, he had that speech of, you know, he, he didn't have a choice. And, and we saw how the empire was. And to your point, Dave, it was kind of like the Nazis, you know, they would get scientists from different countries to to do their bidding. And though I, 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 I enjoyed that aspect of it, I was still so hyped from that, that space battle. And then it took that turn mm-hmm. where I was talking to some coworkers about it. I feel like they could have did a one-off with this. And and I'm sure this is going to feed more into the story. In my head, I want to see more Mandalorian, Mm -hmm. Din, and and, and Bo-Katan. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, keep going back to this where it it takes away from that because they have such good chemistry. They're obviously super badass. It's fun to see. But I feel like they could have did a one-off like, hey, a a mini Star Wars story. Here's kind of... Oh, dude. Well, you know, mm-hmm. t- tales from Star Wars that are like many things that maybe that does, you know, tie into the Mandalorian, which it might be hard to like, oh, I got to keep up with that to know what's in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm thinking there's more to it, Um, you know, just doing, you know, I-, I love listening to, you know, again, another YouTuber, Star Wars Theory, and his thoughts on, mm-hmm. you know, these episodes and cloning. And e- even from the beginning, I was like, oh, like they're cloning. They're trying to clone. Palpatine or yeah. Snoke because they know he was he was right. a type of clone. So I'm I'm feeling they're they're gonna do that to maybe connect with the sequel trilogy. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. Or, you know, to you know, there might be something else they're they're cloning. Um in in like the Star Wars Legends, there's been Dark Jedi that were clones. I was like, that'd be fucking cool. Could you imagine like a dark Jedi or, or someone, yeah, you know, another Sith Lord Dude, that you know yeah. brought back up. I saw, I saw in a video when he was giving his talk, and then I, I had to double back and watch it again because I uh, turned it on when I was trying to go to sleep, which was a big mistake. I didn't know it was going to be an hour long, yeah, but when I went back and looked, he was saying like he was the first one that's able to take certain parts of other people's genetics and combine them. So it does make you think that like maybe it is like the pop like laying those seeds for Palpatine and what happens with the, in the new movies and stuff, you know, and Grogu and the DNA they've taken off of him. But also something I saw that was pretty cool was that same theater is the same theater where Anakin and uh, Sidious were in revenge of the Sith when he's telling him about uh, Darth Plagueis. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Yeah. The opera house. Yeah. Catch that. Yeah. Coruscant looked amazing too. Like I said, I, I enjoyed that arc. I just wish it wasn't sort of, I mean, again, maybe it's not shoehorning in because it could potentially involve Mandalorian and Bo-Katan, but sometimes they add these little things in to be like, oh, this is going to be a future project or a future wow. series. Yeah. It's almost like the Marvel effect, dude. Dude, like, it felt know, like... We can branch this off to have more well, yeah. material. It felt like, like, like Andor vibes, where, I mean, I loved Andor so much that seeing that Coruscant cut 
was just like, all right, why didn't you guys make this a fucking show? Or like you said, a short or something. Or maybe it will connect to Mandalorian, but goes from this badass fight scene and then cuts to that where I could see if people aren't necessarily invested in this, you probably lost a lot of people in that moment. Like younger people and stuff are kind of like, what? What's going on? Who is this guy? What's going on? I loved it because I think the idea of these touching on like, what's happening after the, the the rebuilding of the new Republic and, and the fall of the empire and, you know, with Andor the beginning of the empire. So it was just, I don't know, love the star Wars stories, but it did feel a little, you know, like, okay, where's this going? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little abrupt, but yeah, I, I love the, the side stories, as you mentioned, and then building up to something, you know, bigger and darker mm-hmm. and a little bit more low key. But again, like I would love that separate you know from from that unless again yeah. it is going to connect but overall the this season has been awesome like i i Agreed. can't wait it's my my you know favorite show to, mm-hmm. to look forward to and you know where we left Same. off i meant i mentioned you know bo-katan's part of the creed now with with bando and just really curious where they're going to to go from there you know are they going to go back to mandalore with all the mm-hmm. other children of the watch are they going to explore Mandalore again? Is she going to, you know, try to tame? I mean, seeing Bo Katan tame the Mythosaur would be Chef's case. Oh, yeah, dude. That would be so awesome to see. So, mm-hmm. really looking forward to that. And yeah, great episode. And, but I guess on that note, fellas, uh, another great quick dig. Until next time, later days, my friends. Catch you next time. May the force be with you. Good.